But anyway, this is, uh, do you want to introduce this spot? Sure. Um. <laughs> or, or this is, this is Stefan from Superhouse Podcast and joining, joined by <laughs> Maddie from Superhouse Podcast. And this is Heavy Rotation. Wow, wow. We need like a ripping solo-y stab right there. I think what you just did works fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, maybe elaborate on it a little bit, but it's pretty good. I yeah, liked it. That sounds good. <laughs> Some original music. It's good. Um, yeah, we we have we Maddie and I haven't gotten together and talked about music in a long time, long yeah. ass time. We haven't done a Maddie's music segment on the main podcast in a while either. So I think that's where this has been yeah. spawned from. Well, I just thought. A lot of people would listen, and I think it became a chore after so long. Like, people yeah. didn't really want to do it. People are busy. They want to listen to their own shit, and I get that. You know, some people yeah. are, don't want to listen to metal all the time, and that was mainly what we listened to a lot of the time. So, um, But thankfully, but, the internet provides a dumping ground for such activities. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad at least that Stefan is here, and we, we generally listen to the same things. Or, yeah. well, if, if Stefan tells me to listen to something... I immediately go listen to it because <laughs> like, I'm there. Bullshit. I mean, there's been a couple of times I've been like, "This is not for me," but I understand why Stefan likes it, and I think that's a good thing to have. Is like, I think a lot of the time when I tell people to listen to music, it's always like, "You, why'd you make me listen to this? You know, I wouldn't like it." And I was like, "I know you wouldn't like it, but you need to know about it. You need to know that this yeah. exists out there." <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you also talking about like. I read blogs and stuff some of the time, but I'm usually just like looking for new albums to listen to. Like I hardly ever really like go out of my way to find like music criticism too mm-hmm. often. Um, but I'll look up like best of lists, like best releases and who's who and what's what and stuff like that and kind of consume things that way. So <clears throat> it's nice to have a place where I think people might listen to us talk about music (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's for me it's just like i like doing it but it was just like if you weren't there it would usually you know not to like it would just be like oh i like yeah it was good i liked it and i'm like all right cool like i'm glad you like it but it's like let's get into some shit here but you know shop about it yeah so um but that's fine i mean i think it was kind of super house is going in a different direction yeah. I think this could be something different that we can do every once in a while. We've been having a lot of guests too, so this has been really cool. Yeah, I think I mean, certain, certain things like tend to take precedent, and then and now we we end up talking about like one subject for so long because there's just a lot to say on like it's it's getting like more dense. I've kind of like enjoyed, yeah, <laughs> you know, like these single or like one subject or two subject episodes. I mean, shit. Sometimes things one subject is an entire episode. That's true. I mean, I, and like you said, some of our guests have been like amazing, like just cool yeah. dude, just yeah. cool people coming and chatting with us for no pain. Like I, sometimes I feel like Andrew talks us up more than we probably. I'm like, dude, do they know? Do they know that not a lot of people listen to this shit? Yeah, like, I mean, I was weird. looking, I was looking at the numbers earlier. We have at least we have now in the last couple months from some of the guests, we have like at least 130. Um, frequent listeners, mm-hmm. which isn't too cool. bad. And then, and then, 
and then yeah about like 40 listens and then i think the average listen is somewhere between like <laughs> five minutes and nine minutes yeah so people aren't listening to all of them but they know they're like they know we're doing our thing now you know it's like um so, I mean, so now yeah. now we're just like have a wider exposure so you never know like who's gonna just stick around and I'm, I'm excited for when we start getting more like interaction with people through comments and stuff through posts which which seems like what would happen doing crazy shit like the Hugh Jackman thing is <laughs> you know like it's that's al- a draw <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like clickbait and I was kind of upset about it at first and then I was like ah eh, whatever fuck it yeah, I was like, dude, yeah, if it gets us listening, like, even both I and Andrew and I were like, Hugh Jackman's at to the 2.30 mark, if you want to just listen to that, you know, not not to diminish Matt Lefferts, but just to see how many listens we could get. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. Already it's up to, like, 27 in just today since, uh, so that's probably not too bad. Well, yeah, that's not bad. I mean... Yeah, I want to hear what people have to say, if anything, about my... <laughs> <laughs> about our guest. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I wish some people would leave some comments of things they think we should do or just yeah. ideas. I mean, we're only so many guys and a lot of us are busy and, you know, we have our lives throughout. So it's just like we talk once a week. Yeah. So I don't I, I think we think about where the podcast could be going and what and try to do things differently or something. But I think a lot of the time yeah. it's just like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> you know, yeah. let's see where yeah, this that, goes. And, and I feel like we're hitting like a really nice flow there at the main super house canopy under the main super house tent yeah um you know like we once we get into it we hit a, it's usually about like the core four of us me you joey and andrew yeah um and like yeah the guests have been really cool like talking with us um but it seems like yeah we're hold, we've been holding it down in that realm and it seems like it's in a good place so i think things like heavy rotation little splinter shows are uh are a must here and yeah. there no, I just um, thought, yeah, I just, I, mainly I did this for me and you and just to, yeah. whoever ever wants to come on or whatever, but it was just, I just need to talk about music sometimes. I'm listening to some cool shit and I need to know yeah. what other people think. Yeah, it's been a while since we even, we even went into that realm. Yeah. So I mean, what do you think we should talk about first? Dude, I think we're, I think, I want to start off with two upcoming albums. One drops Woo! the last week of March. Um, and that's Mastodon's what Emperor of the Sand is that what it's called Emperor of Sands Emperor, okay, okay. Emperor of Sands um, and then at the drive-ins I don't know the title of it I've looked at it tried to pronounce it what is I'm that sure... one called yeah um, shit up real quick well, go ahead what we but but those are the two I want to talk about and the Mastodon's released like three songs now off the record yeah. and at the drive-ins done two so. That's what we'll be basing these opinions on. So far, so the at the drive-in album. Damn it! It's just right when I right when I think I have it, I don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that album going to be called? So the two songs from. It's called like Inter. Been, it's got a funny word. I've seen it before. I forgot what it is. But yeah, it's we'll like get, two words. We'll get to that. Um, the songs are governed by contagions, which was the first single that they released. Um, and also incurably innocent, which is the second that they released. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I don't, I didn't like the Contagion one quite as much. I've heard it a couple times. Um, I'm hoping like throughout the album, it'll be something that kind of just pops out, you know, and kind of sticks. You're like, ah, oh, this actually was a pretty good song. Um, but incurably innocent, I have like had on heavy rotation. 
Yeah, in the car. I see what you in there. <laughs> in the car on the way to work, from work. It's been really nice weather here in Denver. I've been driving around, bumping the shit out of Incurably Innocent. It's such a great song, uh, especially after Anti-Mask kind of like, you know, had that kind of like riffy, poppy, catchy, you know, parts of that, that album remind me of At The Driving just because it's those dudes, you know, and it's, you know, they can't help themselves a little bit. But it's nice to hear like the the meatiness of an At The Driving song, like, you know, being intact in Incurably in, in Innocent. What do you yeah. think? Um, I, I'm kind of like you, the first track, I was like, I don't know, this is the, the, yeah. the drive and I know yeah. there's a, and there's then, a couple of times in that, in that contagion song where he, it's, it seems like he's trying to sh- sh- shovel in a bunch of words into like not enough time in the song. And it just sounds a little sloppy. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, what they're trying to do is kind of like recapture relationship of command sort yeah. of with the, the first single, but they're not, the, but the thing is, is like the older musicians get, they don't, they get a lot less angry. I'm not saying that like the subject matter they're singing about or anything is is less informative or informing you, but maybe they're just trying to bring it to you and not such a uh, raw like in your face yeah. is like because I don't think the two songs that have been released sound anything like Relationship of Command. I'm yeah. gonna go with what you said. They sound more like Anti Mask and some of their other side projects, yeah. which I don't think is a bad thing. I think this is yeah. like a growth from like if you listen from like you know their first anything to Relationship of Command, that's a huge leap. Yeah, musically, like I don't think relationship of command sounds anything like like Vaya or in Casino yeah. Out. Like yeah. there's remnants of like, you know, in its production value yeah. and like, oh, I can do these more more technical guitar shit, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, the new one is like them at this age, the way they are now, making music yeah. that they want to make. And I think it's like the thing I liked about Anti Mask was, this, uh, it was just like a straight up rock group. And that yeah. was awesome. It's just good poppy catches, and I feel like they had, they've taken some of that and put it into at the drive-in where it's more accessible. Yeah. You know, it's. I feel like I feel it's like, it's a little more dancey. You know, like or I you could like put that, it on and people wouldn't turn it off. I feel like if that anti-mask album came out around the same time as like the first Block Party album or something, it would have been huge. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. That album or, is... It would have been. You know what I mean. It was that same type of type of flavor. You know, like post strokes mm-hmm. kind of like. Um rock and roll revival kind of thing that they were doing back then that pretty much got everybody into hipsterdom. I know that was my entry in to well, like, it would have, anyway. <laughs> well, it was just, uh, the last interview I read with, uh, Omar, um, about like, it seems like a lot of bands I'm like, that I grew up with and love and they just, they kind of broke up cause like, this isn't the direction the band's going yeah. and you're just, it's not, it's not where we want to yeah. be and blah, blah. Like yeah. I, I saw Thursday recently, well, a couple months back or last year at, Riot Fest and then in Chicago just um, at a double door before it closed down. And uh, yeah. Jeff Rickley gets up there and he says something. He's like, you know, basically we had to get over ourselves and how cool we were. And I felt like this at the drive-in record is them getting over how cool yeah. they thought they were. Yeah, because totally. like music changes so much. And if you look at the dynamic of like what's popular now, no yeah. one's even on the radar for at the drive-in except at the drive-in fans. Like yeah. the people who are going to these shows. Like yeah, you're gonna introduce your like your little brother to them, or like if you have kids, you know, you might want to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see this band. You know, they were really good back in the day. Because I mean, you, some of us might have teenagers by now, you know. Um, but yeah. um, uh, I, I feel like that's the it's at the drive-in getting over themselves and yeah. making a fun. You know, I, I still think it sounds like at the drive-in, but it's a more mature and we're not so cool anymore. We're getting old, you yeah. know. We need to make records that we can keep up with, you know. 
Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it's like um, when you first when I first got into At the Drive and they immediately broke up. And, yeah, me too. And I, it was just like, ah, oh, damn! Like, what a disappointment. And I, you know, I love Mars Volta and a lot of the side projects, and I hung on to a lot of that shit. But it takes a really, it takes somebody who wants to get into that music. You know, it takes the effort mm-hmm. of being like, you know, wanting to put that, um, wanting to, you know, sift through all the Mars Volta craziness. You know, because you're a fan or whatever. But now it's like, yeah, they went, and they were went off, and they were able to do that, and. You know, there's still the you know everybody wants more at the drive, and it's, it's I guess what I'm saying is like it's almost has, like it hasn't skipped a beat in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because they went and did all that other shit. You know what I mean? Like what you're saying, like get over themselves and they're back, and it's like, um, I don't know, lost my train of thought a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it just like it just like yeah, like what you're saying. It's just like this is this was our bread and butter, you know, and like maybe they felt like they took it for granted a little bit. Well, yeah, I think... Uh, I hope, because I mean, if that's the reason that they're here, then that's cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, it maybe it's just like they felt like they needed to do... One. This could be the last at the driving record. They just thought they needed sure, to do yeah. one more. Or yeah. they're just they're happy to be a band again. I know they don't have the uh, the one guy. It's like the, the other guitars now is the lead singer... Was the lead singer of Engine Down. Um, right, okay. So yeah. I also think that makes it have a different sound because he definitely plays guitar different. Those backing vocals sound very different. Yeah. Because uh, I actually think he's like a more talented vocalist than um, their original guy. Not the dude, n- the dude n- from Sparta. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've always liked the Engine Down guy's voice a lot, and I've loved Engine Down. So to have him being like at the drive, and it's like it's almost like that weird, like when you see like a bunch of bands different members of bands get together you know yeah. it's yeah, like almost that but not really but uh I, i'm really excited about that aspect because i feel like there's more like uh harmonies on this one like it just kind of like yeah. like uh cedric's got that like uh, a little bit of the backing vocals sound a little better to me um, yeah and i He's think it really shines through better um over the years which is cool what you can hear on incurably innocent his voice is just fucking awesome and I think that's what's so good about Incurably Innocent. I think that song, like, the harmonies on it are so good. It's just a good fucking rock song, man, with a yeah. little bit of, like, crazy at the drive-in-ness to it. But, yeah, you know, and it's like, it doesn't, it really doesn't take itself too um, seriously, I guess. It kind of, it, it just, it is what it is. And, uh, well, it's like, it's like um, Cedric fitting into an old pair of shoes or something, you know, like the whole band, really. Just the yeah. the nice little quick little riffy staccato kind of stuff that, that Omar's really good at. Um, it's cool to like see all those pieces come together again. Yeah, I mean, and I think uh, I was just looking at iTunes just to get like the track listing and stuff for it. And as you know, the pre-orders and most albums that come out are like yeah. nine ninety nine or higher. I think a smart thing they're doing too, since they're like kind of a new band to people. It's only yeah. seven ninety nine to pre-order, and in an age of everyone's True downloading that. everything now, yeah. like that's a smart move. Like. They're on a smaller label, but allows them to do like probably some other cool stuff they might yeah, not have gotten. Cool. To. So I think that's a really smart move by them as a band to like pre-order something for eight bucks. Like most people won't even bat an eye at that. Like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, but like you know, my older brother really liked them back in the day. I want to check out this song. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll just pre-order it, which is yeah. awesome. Like, um, but um, a new generation of at the drive-in fans. It's gonna be weird, man. Going to I, I haven't yeah. seen them, so I want to see them as soon as yeah. I can. But it's gonna be weird seeing like really young kids in there and be like, "You don't know, you <laughs> don't know." Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the fucking one-arm scissor? Yeah. Enfilade. What's the you, What's the weirdest title off the new? 
Probably the, the title of it's like Inter Alia or something. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when does it come out? That's the uh, other thing. It comes out May 5th. May 5th? That's a little while. March, April, May. Um, yeah, that'll be awesome. Fuck, I'm super excited for At the Drive. And they're coming here short after that. Um, I don't. I've been, I, I've been meaning to buy tickets. I feel like that's going to be like probably one of my only chances to see them. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if it's the weirdest title on here. But I, I'm super attracted to Ghost Tape Number Nine, which is track ten. Ghost Tape. Ghost Tape Number Nine. Nice. So. Uh, well, I really liked Bedlam and Goliath for their marketing at the time. Yeah. I don't know if you remembered, but there was like there was this whole thing that had to do with like an, a Ouija board and. They had this whole like viral site that had all this like really creepy shit. It was like, it was like weird like Latino American Resident Evil ghosts and spirits and shit. Like, oh, I think I remember. There were like bits and pieces of the site that would like jump away and you it opened up to weird videos. It was like actually really creepy. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but um, but I've always liked these guys' flavor. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh... Yeah, it's they're just they're, they're interesting guys, and I think if you fall, I mean, and they're talented musicians too. It's not like these guys are like hacks yeah. or anything. It's just you know. The I only mean, time I saw Mars Volta, they played for four and a half hours straight. Dude, it was nuts, and and Cedric had this tea. Like somebody kept running out these these cups of tea for him. Yeah, he was just like drinking hot tea and fucking wailing. Man, it was awesome. It's probably why the record sounds a little different too. He can't do that yeah. anymore. Like you're yeah. gonna lose your voice at some point. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think it's funny when people are like, "Why did they take such a long break?" Like some of these, like, like I don't know how some of the hardcore and like metal bands do it, like back to back. But some of these yeah. older guys, man, they got to take that break, man. Like I know Converge yeah. takes like six years to like to release something sometimes, like four yeah. four to six, and it's like, man, that dude's fucking like tearing his vocal cords like that's not you're not supposed to sound like yeah, that normally. I, you, I remember chino from deftones he had like like throat polyps or something from just sending his throat through the ringer and on stage and trying to achieve like weird feral voices and stuff it happens man dude i don't know like I, when i saw him at um metal guys, Raya and Fest, guys yeah I don't like. I don't know how Chino does some of that stuff. I was like, "Holy fuck, man! Like you're yeah. doing that. You're doing that right now." Yeah. So he like blew. Guy blew out his voice. I remember when the the self title of, of Deftones album came out. Like his voice was like kind of rocky. He couldn't do as much as it sounded like as he could on White Pony. And it yeah. seemed like the success of albums was him kind of like getting used to probably some limitations of his voice. Um, yeah, he sounds pretty good now. Yeah, I feel like some of the stuff that they played off the newer record, Gore, uh, yeah. live was pretty, like, I was like, geez, dude. Like, I mean, because, yeah. you know, when he's on stage, he's like, oh, it'll be cool if I scream here. Because yeah. I don't do it on the record, so it's going to sound really cool. But it's yeah. like, you got to pace yourself. And he's like, like these guys. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, man. But, yeah, the At The Drive-In album is going to be tight. Um, oh, yeah, and next super- step. Oh, you know what? One thing I was going to say is I really like, um, like how Spotify, you can see like the new singles that bands release mm-hmm. and you can kind of collect those into your playlist and stuff. I've made a lot of playlists based on like when artists I like just drop like a new single. I really like that quite a bit. Um, I, I could see from maybe like a musician standpoint, you know, it's like the, in the digital age, like, you know, it's not so much the pressure of like dropping a whole album. Like it used to be like a huge monumental album, like songs. Now I feel like 
have like um, a lot of lasting power for me anyway. Like I like to kind of collect them within my Spotify, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So 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 yeah, it's been cool. Like with at the drive-in, lots of other bands, and then Mastodon with the three that they've released so far. It's been it's been a cool like tease up to the actual album. And it seems like something new in like the digital social music realm more or less yeah yeah i mean i'm such a fan of listening to an album in its entirety because like the way they kind of release the stuff on mastodon yeah. um, has been a little weird and i don't know how it flows together oh yeah the, the last one they released show yourself it's like i fucking love this jam dude yeah I think well it, they it just was... released another one actually there's um andromeda andromeda is the newest one yeah, yeah. show yourself and sultan's curse is that it yeah, yeah I guess just those, those three. And, yeah. dude, I don't know. I want Leviathan again. I want, yeah, you know, I want Remission. It's just like, don't don't get me wrong. Love fucking uh, Crack the Sky. It's one of like my all-time yeah. favorite record, like metal records. But I would put it in like my top whatever records of all time. So yeah. good. But it's just like, man, I think this is going to be like another Hunter, the Hunter record. Oh, where really? It's, where it's kind of all over the place. Cause, That's what I thought about Once More Around the Sun. and Oh, yeah. That that yeah. one, too. Um, I actually... Really? I, I think I dug Once More Around the Sun more than I did The Hunter. Yeah, definitely. The Hunter is real sludgy. The Hunter is, like, super kind of, like, meanders. Like, they do a lot of just, like... It gets real trippy. Like, one thing that Mastodon is... And they're kind of turning into, like, this, like, psychedelic... Yeah, like jam metal band. I don't. I don't even want to say that. It sounds. It tastes weird coming out of my mouth saying th- saying it like that. But um, but they've become like this. Yeah, like a psychedelic, like proggy kind of. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the only way I could describe it. Like psychedelic. You know, it's like once more around the sun. It's just like these dudes are fucking smoking DMT. And like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just tripping. like they're like heavier songs that they've released, which I guess with Sultan's Curse and. I guess Andromeda being the, like the heaviest one out of those. Yeah. The one that gets me is the one that's going to sell the most like singles. <laughs> show uh, yourself. Show yourself, yeah. I, but I, really, I really love that song though. It reminds me of Curl of the Burl, oh, which yeah. is another song I really love. You know, like, but I it do... sounds so different off that record though. It's so like out of place yeah. when you listen to it all the way through. Well, yeah. We'll see. Cause it'll, it'll be like, yeah, like maybe you're right. It could be something similar to like Hunter. Um, they probably just have a lot of jams just stored away, like mm-hmm. as they tour and as they play, and just it seems like they write a lot. They've already gotten this is like their fifth or sixth album, sixth um, maybe. That's a lot of fucking one, two, three material. And Hunter to me was like very like supplemental kind of album. Yeah, this will be their a, sixth one. Yeah. Just and and it seems like um, just I don't know just from the artwork so far and like the titles it seems like there is some kind of cohesion that's there. So yeah. I am interested to see how Show Yourself fits. Maybe the seventh one. Sorry. <laughs> seventh, yeah, dang, that may be right. But yeah, and you know, and I like I like Leviathan and Remission, but it was really Blood Mountain that got me, like hooked me. Um, and, and that album was a lot more harmonic. It was a lot more melodic and mm-hmm. riffy. And I think, you know, they started moving more towards that since then. Like crack the sky was like this amazing, like masterpiece of, of 
of Prague, Southern like Prague metal orchestration, like fucking beautiful, amazing album. Um, and then Hunter came out and kind of was like, it had a bit of a lull, but I have a lot of like really good, like I like the song Sparrow quite a bit. It's really slow. That album's really kind of somber and mm-hmm. um, contemplative, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of like every, anytime I'm listening to Hunter, I'm kind of like lean, leaning back on the Mastodon vibe. It, that one sticks out uh, against the others, I think pretty distinctly. Um, I think this is one of those things where I just yeah. want to listen to the record in its entirety. And it's kind yeah. of why I hate when like multiple songs are released because I'm basing a whole album off of yeah. just three songs. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's, it's just the little teasers are cool because, cause I know I'm going to listen to it over and over. Um, anyway. So I don't know, just like, I like picking out the intricacies of it and I like that I have this taste. Um, I'm the same way. I like to listen to the album all the way through, but, but I don't know. It's, I like, I like, jam- you know what? I like driving around and like jamming show yourself and people are like, you know, whether they like it or not, like, busting out of my car i think it's like this is the new shit yeah. you don't even know you know it's like it's like imagine back in the day if you had like a really nice cadillac or something and fucking the new run dmc track came on and you're just bumping it in the neighborhood and people are like oh my god it's the freshest dude who ever lived so that's pretty much what i'm going for yeah no i mean i understand i mean that song i have to show yourself my favorite track off the new record i just hope there's maybe another one or two of these kind of like i guess these are like yeah, anthem yeah. rock songs man to get you pumped yeah, I mean, I like them all, honestly. I like how I like the creepy vibe that's coming through on Andromeda. Um, that's kind of like a callback a little bit to like the Joseph Merrick. You know, like Leviathan has those moments where it's kind of like creepy and creaky. Mm-hmm. But actually, I just recently, in anticipation of this album, I listened to Remission and Leviathan and everything. And, you know, it's like on one hand, it would be cool to like, you know, they're still in the pan because they're, they've kind of moved from the pantheon of metal gods from like being on par with bands. Like, I don't know. Um, who would you think? Well, basically they kind of, they kind of moved away from like the new wave of American metal into the same realm that kind of tool maybe has, or bigger bands like that. Deftones, you know what I mean? There's a, their band that has like a really distinct sound, and it seems right now they're kind of like just like settling right into exactly what that is. Kind of in the same way that Opeth has been doing too, like mm-hmm. turning into like a prog rock band. Yeah, I mean, Mastodon's getting up there, man. I, f- I feel like they will be like the Metallica of a generation, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not yeah. in a negative way because I think Mastodon is, I mean, they're all too weird and too like, they. I from interviews so it doesn't weird. seem like <laughs> they don't care too much about uh popularity or money i guess so they're gonna make the records they want to make and they're just making the stuff they want to make i'm not saying like like i said a lot of people don't like crack the sky because they're fans of remission and leviathan and and probably you know blood mountain and then then it's like after that they were just like no they lost it but yeah uh, yeah crack the sky i think for me is like it's like that album you know when you listen to a band and they have that one album you always go back to and you're like this is it man this is their best fucking album I listen. I listen to like I listen to the Czar sometimes, and there's that break where it's like a spiral crack in the sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that break, and I still, when I listen to it, I'm like, I can't believe this music exists. Like it's so 
fresh and 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 uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like you know there are moments in and out of all their different albums that just have stuck with me so profoundly. Like Mastodon is people anybody knows me is like one of my favorite fucking bands of all time. Then they've filled the gap that Tool has left for the last like decade. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, you know, which is fine. Like I, I'm, I'm very patiently waiting for a new tool, tool album, as everybody else is. Uh, you know, and it doesn't bug me so much that it's taking a long time. But uh, Mastodon, yeah, they kind of filled that like prog metal thing, but they, that you know, they had this southern flavor too, this like twang that really stuck out. And when we got into them, we were in school in Savannah, Georgia, and they're Atlanta dudes, so it was like that was like music. Like we were there, we were like kind of a part of it you know and they used to come into in and out of savannah and play little clubs and stuff um which is crazy to think now because they're playing yeah the jinx and now they're playing like stadium shows and i think i saw them um, and uh they were touring on remission like as soon as that came out yeah. i yeah. remember just posters for that being everywhere i was like that's a cool fucking cover from metal thing yeah i think i ended up walking by the jinx hearing it and going i'm gonna go in there and watch that a little yeah. bit in the last six years or so, I've seen them every time they've come to Denver. Um, and then I've seen them in multiple places around the country. So suffice to say, I'm pretty excited for this fucking album to drop. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. on the 31st, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon. Oh, it's so far away. So far as that at the drive. 11 days, yeah, 11 days for Mastodon. That's going to be pretty huge for me. That day is going to be huge. When Once More Around the Sun came out, man, I wore the hell out of that album. Um, yeah. I just really fucking dig this band. <laughs> and now I'm, like, starting to eat up all their little YouTube tidbits and Facebook things. I love their little skits and stuff they do sometimes. Yeah. They're just, like, fucking awesome band, like, I don't know. Even I, I can. I just. I am gushing. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> you get that in Ghost in the Shell on the same day. I, oh shit! Oh man, that's gonna be a pretty good day <laughs> for sure. I like drive around with that fucking. It's gonna be sunny and shit. That's cool. It's like I forgot when. I think once more around the sun came out as well. So that made. That made last summer or summer before last, I forget exactly which. Um, but that made that summer to it was a big, big part of that summer. So Emperor Sand, you know, it's going to be hot. Um, west, and it's good. It's dry as a motherfucker. <laughs> so I was really hoping it know, was going to be a Doom concept change. album. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you said that, and I was just like, ah, that's dumb. And then I was like, actually, like they did that Moby Dick thing, like, and Dune is like, I'd say pretty on par with fucking Moby Dick yeah. in terms of fiction. And it was just like, damn, maybe he's got something. And then I saw that artwork and I was like, oh, well, maybe not. But that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> fucking concept Dune album. I still got to read the actual, but you read Dune, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I Dune. can't wait for uh, Dennis Villanueva to do it. Oh, it's going to be so Yeah, fun yeah. Day. I'm going to go buy that book this week and I'm going to live read it. <laughs> That'll be all. I'd listen to that shit. <laughs> You have to read it as huge. Actually, that's been that has that, yeah, <laughs> that has been a lifelong passion of mine to like read an audiobook. I want to be like I want to become somewhat famous for doing something, and then like 
there'd be like a YA franchise that I really like when I'm like in my sixties and I'll be like fucking Jeff Bridges of my era and like reading this fucking book. I guess I don't have to wait that long to do it. Really. I could just do it here at home, but <laughs> that is a lifelong dream of mine. Every day. Cause I was, I remember being like, man, reading makes me sleepy and it takes forever to do so. And then I discovered star Wars audiobooks and like ate up a bunch of that expanded universe stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I started imitating voices. And when sometimes when I'm in the bathroom reading and nobody's around, I'll do like voices. Like I'm like actually narrating it. I did get really sick and tired of Will Wheaton in uh, Ready Player One, though. His voice gets yeah. really obnoxious after a while. <laughs> Dude, I can't. There's some reasons I can't listen to audiobooks. Like if I don't like the guy reading it, I'm just like, yeah. no, don't care. Yeah. I'll just read yeah, myself. Stuff. I, like, I think British people are the best at it. You know, I feel like there's Except there's, there's do good old voices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <bro. laughs> the Harry Potter books are kind of a for me. No, they don't were touch that! She exclaimed. <laughs> yeah, a lot but, of that. But for the most part, especially like Harry Potter audiobooks, I forgot who read those, but they were really good. I think it was the dude who yeah, played that's Dumbledore. The Hermione Granger. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> After five. Hello, Harry. After five of four of those, I was like, nope. Ron, stop touching me, bum. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's it. That's it. That's what did it. Um, but yeah, Emperor Sanity. Sand, Mastodon. We'll see. Maddie seems, seems like Maddie's a little bit hanging back, trying to, to wait to see how it all comes together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I would pre-order it if I pre-ordered stuff, but I'm, I'll just wait because I have Spotify just wait till it drops, and then that day is going to be glorious. Yeah, I'll probably end up getting like the CD or something. Yeah, I, like I, I still love just like crack buying a CD or like a record. Even though the, I won't buy the record of this because it's going to be like thirty dollars and two LPs, and have an issue with two LPs. I'm like, yeah, it's only fucking like I mean, it's eleven songs. One of them seven minutes long, and some of them are like five. Yeah. So I get that it might need two LPs, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, it's just uh, a lot just, of money and a lot of records. It's that, and it's just like, I feel like it kind of takes you out of, like, uh, the whole, the ambiance the band's setting up, unless they made it to, like, span two LPs. Yeah. I think the thing that bugs me the most about that is, like, when a band from, like, the 90s re-releases something and it's on two LPs, I'm like, no one ever thought this was going to be put back on LP. Yeah. It's like they wanted you to listen to it straight, for, straight through, because that's what CDs were all about. Yeah. You didn't have to flip sides, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um... You know, whatever. I'll probably pick up the CD just because I think Mastodon's more fun on a CD. Just yeah. to, like go through it all the way the first time, just get it out of the way, and then yeah. it's like go through it one more time. You know, and then you get then you start to notice the songs you're like, oh, I want to hear this one one more time. Yeah. But, I have that bitch on repeat for like a week straight. I'll probably listen to nothing else. Well, yeah, no, I mean it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm get, The thing is, is like I'm hesitant about it, but at no point am I not going to listen to this record. Yeah. That just yeah. wouldn't be me. And I think Stefan would even be like, "What do you mean you're not going to listen to it?" Like, <laughs> I'm who done with that. I'm like, "Fuck, the whole world's falling apart." But these guys, to <laughs> me, to me, Mastodon. The last time I saw them, I think was at Red Rocks here, which is fucking amazing. I was like, these guys are like rock and roll fucking superheroes. Like they're down there, and they're just like. They they're so tight together. They're just like explosive performers. You know, old albums, new albums, or whatever. Like I see these guys' accomplishments the same way. Like we look at like some of the superheroes that we talk about and stuff like that. I just see the continuity of the evolution of them and stuff like that. So when I look at these guys, I'm just like, you know, I've seen them battle back like fucking 
the beasts of industry of the industry and fucking rises to this fucking massive somehow they're like the metal equivalent of like the land of oz to me yeah <laughs> in some way like like glorious like the end of the yellow brick road and it's just like show yourself show yourself and everybody's like losing their mind oh dude people it's are just dropping acid into onto each other's tongue and stuff and it's like oh <laughs> I mean, like that's why I kind of compare them to Metallica because because yeah. I I really feel like people who don't listen to metal will like Mastodon. Not that's yeah. not a like that's not a diss on them. They make good music and it's accessible to a lot of people. It's easy to listen to. It's fun to listen to. And those guys still fucking rock. Yeah, yeah, and they um, still rock. And um, you know, it's almost like I, Mastodon's gonna be huge. Like you know, when we're old men, you know, it'll be like you know, put on. If I have children, they'll be like, Dad, what's this? I was like, Oh. This is Mastodon. They're like, this doesn't sound like Mastodon. What what, what albums do you like? Well, yeah. I like number 10 and number 11. That's shit. Yeah. Shit, boy. <laughs> but it's still probably going to be pretty good. You know, even when yeah. these guys are old men, they're still going to be doing yeah. stuff. The, so. and that's, that's the thing is like, none of their albums, there are a few Mastodon songs I really don't like, but none of their albums are like bad, you know, like they have yet to make like a shit album. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, there are some opinion. I listen to less, but... Yeah. They're always fun to go back and explore because yeah, totally. I feel like that's any kind of good music or like with film or television or any of that shit. It's it's always fun to go back and rewatch and like the older you get and the more see how you've you know, changed. The, the you more know. seasoned you get yeah. with life and you go back and a song didn't make sense to you and you're listening to it, and you're like, fuck yeah. man, if I would have listened to this two years ago, yeah, then I'd still be with my wife. <laughs> it's true. Just kidding. <laughs> Damn, I didn't I didn't get it back then. <laughs> so yeah, what we what we got what, what what should we talk about next? Um we we're uh we can talk about the new we'll, darkest we'll, we'll, hour if you want. I'm super down. You so, take away these are your boys. This is your Darkest Hours another like we just got done talking about Mass but Darkest Hour is another one of those bands that fucking Darkest Hour is like the band aside from Tool and Pantera. Two bands got me into metal, but but Darkest Hour was like somehow it was like my generation of metal. I remember seeing the ad for it in the back of like a skate magazine and being like, "Oh, what's this all about?" And then I saw I I was at a record or a CD store where you could listen to the album. Wanted to, you yeah. just brought them a code or whatever, and they punched it in or something like that. Listening to So Sedated, So Secure, or no, yeah, no, um, that's the title of the song. Uh, I remember listening to, or that's the album before, but I remember listening to Hidden Hands of the Sadist Nation mm -hmm. and not knowing what the fuck, like, these guys were about at all. Would even, like, you know, at the time I didn't listen to too much super intense metal, but I was getting more into, like, growly vocals and, like, you know, like, they they had, like, an earlier, like, earlier hardcore and kind of, like, punk aesthetic to the vocals, the guy John Henry. Um, and I remember then just, like, you know, the the guitarist chris norris um on that album amazing like riffy style like um some people refer to it as the gothenburg style or kind of like even like viking metal ish you know just really riffy driving kind of style and he was very he's a very emotional guitarist mm -hmm. and was like really distinct and then the other guitarist is mike schlebaum and he's he's more like kind of like a dime bag. He's more of like a chunky, like a chuggy kind of 
a staccato kind of player guy. So they had this all these things going for him that was just amazing, and it like really sparked. That was like when I started to get into more newer bands. They were kind of like the leaping off point for me. Um, and now this new album called Godless, uh, the Godless Prophets and the Migrant Flora, which is a mouthful of a title. Yeah. And to be honest, dude, it's a little pretentious sounding. <laughs> However, this is a pretty monumental album for them. Um, their last album, they they kind of they self-produced and self-financed through Kickstarter and everything. Or they did that with this one as well. Um, but the last one was like, I, I, I got to meet them a little bit beforehand. And I was talking to them about their self-titled, which was the last one. And, you know, he was telling me, I was like, I just asked him like, well, what, like, what kind of sound or blah, blah, I forget what it was exactly. But he was basically like a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. Um, yeah. They've been working with this guitarist. Uh, what is his name? I forgot his full name, but they call him Lone Star. Um, John <laughs> Lone Star. He's cool, but his his style is a lot more like arpeggiated and it's like a lot more like power metal and kind of classical sounding. Yeah. So enter what's his name? Kurt Ballou. Oh, yes. From, yeah. um, you know more about him than I do, I think. Yeah, he's from... like the guitarist for Converge. And he Converge, also yeah, that's a what I was, was, was going to say Dillinger, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. But yeah, Converge. Um, yeah, the guitarist, that's right. Um, and I feel like he brought a lot to this band and this album, and together they formed like Voltron and fucking crushed. <laughs> that is a good explanation <laughs> of the way this record sounds. Crushed the fucking... Um, and it's it's a pretty dense one at times and it is, and it, you know, they use all the elements of old and new Chris Norris is back on this album for a few tracks. He's not officially back in the band, but he came back. A couple other members came back and contributed. So they were like fighting to make like the best possible album that they could. Yeah. Um, being a fan of darkest hour for so long, this album man is fucking so much fun. And at first it was like, you know, they released the singles that were really, those ones kind of caught my ear and it's like, oh my God, they're doing all kinds of really creative shit here, you know, and the the album before was a little poppier. It was a little more metal core kind of sounding. I like it, but I can see why other people wouldn't. Um, and there are times when I can't really listen to it in the car with the serious look on my face. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so this album is like it's mean, it's punchy, it's emotional, it's it's got the the sweeping, you know, technical guitar parts and stuff. It's got everything. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, what do you think about it, Maddie? You listen to it today? Um I'm not a biggest fan of Darkest Hour as Stefan is. Uh not to say they don't like them, yeah. but the album that sold me on them and just me keeping tabs on them and every once in a while I'm like, Oh, that cover looks cool. What's what's Darkest Hour up to? Uh was Deliver Us. And that's like my favorite by them that yeah. I've heard. Um, that was right when I got to Chicago. That album fucking rules, man. I think you're the one. Like I walked past your room and I was like, "What the fuck is this? I need to know." <laughs> yeah, and, that uh, album was pretty pretty damn Yeah, I mean sorry. this album this album's great. Uh, uh, Kurt Blue, anything he produces, I want to listen to just to see what his take is on it. Because this motherfucker can make shit. I don't even know what to like fucking. It's just fucking brutal, man. It's just like yeah. those guitars don't sound healthy. Like it just sounds like you're in like uh, like a sickness or something weird, man. I don't know. It's just like so like yeah. it's just 
I don't know. It's just like you have to listen to it just to hear what this sounds like. Yeah. Like the guitar, the yeah. drums even sound kind of like just like gross, man. But it's in a good way. Like you want this yeah. record to sound this way, yeah. especially with the vocals. And like yeah, I listened this... to like a track. I think they released something, and I listened to, it and I was like, ah, all right. And then I listened to the. Uh, I think I listened to. Uh, I'd probably say like ninety percent of it. But then Spotify was like putting in yeah. other darkest hour shit so i was like kind of jamming yeah. on some old stuff and then going back to it but yeah. what yeah. i listened to i really liked and i just love the heaviness of it and then they throw in this old track called what is it the widow yeah. or something the, the old yeah. um, awesome the pretty guitar uh solo yeah, part wid- <laughs> that one's really good too I'm, I'm i'm trying to yeah widowed is called i'm trying to figure out who which guitar player that is and like when I'm listening to this album, especially the last three albums of theirs, they hit this like weird kind of lull because they changed guitarist as dude Lone Star. So the Eternal Return and the what's that one called? It's those two albums are very similar. They're really kind of dense technical guitar, really mm-hmm. classical kind of tinge. Like it's not my super favorite, but there's some pretty there's some pretty great metal tracks on both those albums. And then. And then, you know, the human romance was a little bit more into the metal core, kind of like a lot of like, you know, the human romance and the self-titled are very, a lot of lyrics, he's, you know, they're very emotional, very relationship oriented, it seems like, um, just mm-hmm. within his metaphors and stuff like that. Um, so it was, you know, th- this, a lot of the sound of the new album to me is like, it's more like Hidden Hands of a Sadist Nation or or their very first album, So Sedated, So Secure. Um, it's got a lot of like, just that it's got a lot, it's like hungry, you know, it's got this real hungry sound. Like these guys are like fresh again, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, oh, but one thing I was going to say is like, I could almost listening to all these albums or the new album and thinking about all the old ones. Um, I could almost like see like some of the things like Kurt blue maybe would like have been steering them here and there and guiding them here. Like, you know, because they use the best, the best, um, elements of like Lone Star's guitar playing in certain songs and then the best elements of the other guitar players in, in different other songs. So it's just like, I was thinking that today when I was listening to it, just like kind of like imagining what the behind the scenes were like for yeah. this album. Cause it seems like it was a lot of input. It seems more like an, like an, an uh, sound of animals fighting album, a big <laughs> project than it does just a band's like next record. Yeah. I mean, I would watch, all behind the music like all just bands making yeah. albums like all day oh dude i love that yeah, shit they, like they, i want i want to be more cool too, yeah yeah darkest hour is cool because they've put a couple of their like a dvds out like behind the scenes things i haven't mm-hmm. seen them yet i've always wanted to but they're fucking yeah they've always been like an awesome super great band to me <laughs> the thing i like about like Kerb Baloo's like production value even when he's doing like his own work or uh-huh. working with people like if he doesn't just produce like a song or two on the record is there's a cohesiveness yeah. to it i feel like everything i listened to even though i was listening to it out of order i felt like it all like you could tell it was all from the same album yeah. so that way when i knew yeah. the song changed like if it was like deliver us i know that album yeah. really well so i know what that stuff sounds like but when the other stuff came out i was like this is weird the production's weird so I'd have yeah. to like I'd yeah, turn on my phone totally. and be like, and uh, uh, so for certain bands I really like that. Like, or most of the time I really enjoy um, a cohesiveness to an album. Not to say mm-hmm. that like an album can't have like a bunch of different sounding stuff. And yeah. but for me, the albums that do it for me are like the whole, like if it sounds like it's that album, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's the one thing about 
the self-titled album and the human romance the two before this album mm-hmm. they're like they're kind of um in terms of the sound you know it's it's like, kind of like what we were saying earlier about hunter you know it's just like this kind of grab bag of tracks that probably been piling up um not to say making records is as easy as things piling up but <laughs> you know you would hope if you're a band anyway yeah. but um but yeah, you're right. There's like a, there's a very like cohesive, consistent kind of tone throughout this album, and it it dances around with certain like like themes within the guitar and the drum patterning and stuff like that. The drumming, I think they got a new drummer for this album too, um, and that motherfucker is awesome, whoever he is. Um, but yeah, it's just just like you know, I think of like an orchestra, and I think of one of those dudes with the little stick. I what they're called, Ma- Maestro. <laughs> you know, I see Kurt Ballou just like all his experience, all his knowledge of production and all the great records he's produced for other bands coming together, like with a with a band that's huge for me, you know, like a band that we're all kind of familiar with. Yeah. Um, was just like, you know, to finally hear it, because their earlier albums were all kind of pretty consistent with mm-hmm. the tone, you know, they had like a color to them in a lot of ways. Um, and this one, I feel like, yeah, it's like it it stands up next to like their very first album. It's like so strong. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it just uh, I like it. It reminds me of Deliver Us, whereas like I would kind of jump in to see what Darkest yeah. Hour was doing, yeah. and I think I heard a lot more of their metalcorey songs, where I was like, oh, oh, what happened? And then yeah. I just kind of like yeah, I, exactly. I like just turn so around different. and run. So I was like, no. It's so different. They they went from sounding like one type of band that ended up sounding like, I don't know, you remember that band Caliban? Yes. Yeah. I used to like them, but it was that kind of thing, you know, it was that really kind of like, it was almost emo, screamo, but not quite because it was just metal enough to not be, you know. And they kind of, they definitely fell into that sound. And I it the self-titled I really like, but I, I do feel at some points I felt like, you know, I was going to grow a pair of titties. Or something <laughs> like just like all right, John Henry, like you know, whatever. Yeah, I was but, just um, not into that. But yeah, singles I heard. Yeah, this one is like like dudes clocking in and going to work, you know, and they they turn out this this fucking just really like masterful album. It feels like just, after this I record listened. was made, they needed to sleep for like ten years. Yeah, and and you know the thing, yeah, and the thing is too, it seemed with the last album, they. uh the production on that is is really kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but that album sold pretty good within their fan base, I guess. And it took, I think it took that album and, you know, they're pretty, they've been together for like 23 years almost. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, all these things kind of led up to finally, yes, we're going to work on a fucking album with Kurt Ballou. This shit's happening. Like when they got that call or whatever, made that deal. I bet that was a glorious day. Cause it's like, it's just like people I know, know who darkest hour is. For it being like one of my one of my really like most favorite bands, um, so it's cool to see that they have like out of all the other albums that I think are legendary, this one seems like it'll stand out most within like, you know, it'll stand up next to like like those those tentpole kind of metal albums, you know, like in somewhere on the rung, you know, on maybe like a hundred, top hundred list or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, I this this album to me could stand up next to like at the gates. Um, the really good one fuck uh you know what i mean (laughs) yeah any at the good album no i don't know 
but yeah. yeah it's good i liked it good shit i, yeah. I was nervous you... after the first track because i wasn't sold when i heard that like when they yeah. released but one thing yeah there's a one thing i like about this album sorry uh, i'm gushing but one thing i really do like about this album is they go they go like in and out of these like really groovy kind of and stuff throughout this album because it'll it'll come punching right at you but it won't be like it won't be like so overly noisy or so overly repetitive that it's going to push you away like i think like it's like textured in 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 a way that makes each song like really intriguing even though it's pretty aggressive Mm-hmm. And and then they have these other moments where they get really riffy and kind of go into these breakdowns and it gets really groovy. And for me, like guy, I think um, one of my my favorite aspect is when you get locked into a groove with an album. And sometimes it takes like working through the first few tracks or like you know kind of like I don't know that my favorite part about any metal album is just like kind of breaking it down in my mind as I listen to it. Oh yes. Oh, yes. I think that can lead us into Meshuggah's Obzin, which I just got into. Obscene. Oh, yeah. Great album. Um, uh, great album. Great album cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, album cover got edited because it was, like, super bloody. Oh, yeah, dude. I think. Uh, I know they edited it for seats. iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, bullshit, man. This sucks. But yeah. that album is fucking really wicked. Dude, it is brutal reminds me of dead space it reminds me like yes. if they that's like the soundtrack that's what like isaac would be playing in his headphones while he's blasting all those fucking mutant Dude, things it's <laughs> it's so good yeah yeah they, i haven't stopped listening to it since i got those. it yeah. yeah i always thought they've been that's cool oh go ahead sorry. i always thought they were a spinoff of like suppatora and soulfly like that whole band camp i don't yeah. know why i think their names just sound in the same yeah, yeah. wheelhouse with sugar yeah yeah it's kind of like you know like in the same like primus era sepultura kind of mixed bag where there's a lot of you're kind of leading into new metal i think i've i've probably had that thought too and they're very like too so it's kind of hard to classify them to begin with but but yeah i feel you it's like somewhere between like industrial and metal and then i think did get lumped in with kind of like especially like soulfly yeah i think it's I think this album is like if Rush made a metal album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's super mathy. Eight string that, guitars. Yeah, fucking that song, that riff on Bleed, I think it was like their first single when that first came out. It's just like unrelenting. And it's so. Oh, dude. These guys are like, it's so mechanical, you know? Like, I love. It sounds like the inner workings of a starship, like gone mad. You know what I mean? Like a sentient oh, starship, just <laughs> fucking like mutating into it. Or I don't know. It's just like it's just like it's just like these really precise clanging sounds of metal and dissonance. Yeah. Fuck, I love Meshuggah. And the solos on this album are really cool too, because they're just like super atonal. Like they're not mm-hmm. your typical showy kind of thing. Oh yeah, no, um, and I love the name of the title too because I was thinking about this like driving to, just driving around today going to physical therapy, and I was like, man, obscene, but it's spelled with like zins in it, and I was like, this is really cool. Obscene, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's I was true. like, and I was like, because it is like it's an obscene. Like when you listen to this, it's so brutal, it's so obscene. Like it just, it's just like a like yeah. the first track is called Combustion, and it feels like yeah. it, dude. Much um, the album. Yeah, the, I just it was yeah. like five bucks on iTunes, and I wanted nice. some metal yeah, to listen yeah. to. And I was like, all right, 
You should listen to Nothing next. Yeah, and um, Nothing a friend of like mine apparently had, uh, she works at uh, Half Price, and yeah. I guess someone sold a lot of their Mashuga stuff, so she just got it all for me for my birthday. Um, so, oh, awesome. Um, so I'm you, excited to yeah. see like what CDs are in, she has for me. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they just uh, released an album last year. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of it, and I think yeah. I like the technicality more on obscene yeah. then um because it, it reminds me of like if rush made a metal record dude like the cover looks like a rush cover except it's bloody and i was just yeah. like oh this is my shit man i'm, oh, I'm just gonna bask yeah. in this for a while yeah. destroy but, um, it yeah, man, that's fucking... is really good too they're fucking like yeah a lot of their the dude frederick thorndall i think he's the the main guy mm-hmm. he's got a couple side projects too that are worth looking at um in kind of the same vein it's just weird like you know they're even in their within their artwork you can kind of see it but it has this like kind of sci-fi kind of tinge to their to their whole aesthetic and it's like a lot of a lot of this similar type of artwork you usually expect to be like technical death metal bands or something and i guess they could be described as that but they have such like a you know i think that's why people put them up next to bands like tool or whatever is because they have their own sound you know that's like mm-hmm. nobody else does a sound like mashuga some people kind of sound like them like gojira sounds like them some of the time but you know, they're a younger yeah. band, I guess. Yeah, I just uh, randomly just cover, and then I listen to uh, the song Bleed, which is like their big hit off of that, and I was like, all right, yeah. you got my five bucks. Take it. Yeah. Take it now. It's That's good. It. They're they're a fucking nutty-ass band. Um, they've been going strong for a long time, too. Coloss was really good. Coloss and the new one, Violent Sleep of Reason, are, are kind of similar. They're just, they're really dense. You know, it seems like these guys are just like pushing themselves. They must be like, they must be so dark, so far down some kind of like progressive metal rabbit hole. Like, it's just like, they're just channeling like alien music and recording it. Dude, sounds like, yeah. <laughs> like they're on a different, they're on a different plane for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. That's a really good album. It's a good callback to a few years. That's almost been almost ten years that album came out. Actually, yeah, damn. But yeah, that one's really good. Um, you been listening to anything else? Um, I was listening to this band. I don't know how many members are in it, or just one guy. That's called Zill and Arbor. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I listened to it today. And that's the name of the album's called "The Devil Is Fine," and it showed up on iTunes, and I was like. The cover yeah, has like find it. It's so it showed weird. up on iTunes and it has this like old photo of like I guess uh, uh looks like a, a servant slave, I guess, and it has like this logo over top of it and it's green and like purple and black and white. It's and... very like magic. It's very like um pagan looking. Yeah, and it just drew me in and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I need to hear it. And it's basically spiritual metal spirituals. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's so weird because people have kind of judged it because it's their songs aren't very long; they're like two minutes. Yeah, a metal album lasts two minutes, but spirituals are like you know songs like that never were long. They were to get a point across and then you're done with it, you know, or something you could easily sing while working. Yeah, and um, it's it's a weird album, man, but it's It's fucking genius. Yeah, I think so too. I was like at first, I was like. I was like, this is cool. This is like like a Nathaniel Rateliff or some shit like that, but like way dark. I'm into that. And then at times I was like, eh, it's a little too much that. Um, but then it but then it it goes so into such weird places. Like it's it's like w- everything works because it's all so strange. And then you're just like, 
you know, because because it could become off really cheesy, like especially that first song when the guy's voice comes in. It could it could go it could go a whole different direction. Yeah, but it, I can confidently say that the direction that it goes in is completely unpredictable. And fucking for a metal fan, yeah, it's hard <laughs> for a fan of weird music for experimental music. It's like it's pretty fun. Like this, I was listening to it on taking my dog for a walk in the park and I was just like bumping it and I was like and you know at first it starts I was like oh okay cool like if you if Maddie's recommending it to me it's like some kind of heavy metal album or something and then at first I was thinking of like later thrice kind of had that like twangy like okay I kind of expect see where this is going and then all of a sudden it fucking gets like super black metal and like super crazy like drum rhythms and like a church choir in the background like what the fuck like this like my first instincts was just text you back like this shit is nuts (laughs) (laughs) what's funny like when i heard when i was listening to it like i listened to it um all the way through and i was like this is this is good and then you know when you have that moment when you're like this is good and then you doubt yourself you're like maybe this is shit yeah i'm not really you know it reminds me of it's like it's like it's like it's like one oh tricks point never and um fucking what's the other one i was just gonna say ariel pink and and you know like like maybe seven different subgenres of metal all smashed together that's it's just so fucking it's like weird, like but... parts of it sound like a movie soundtrack other parts are like super electronic that i forget what track it is but it's like that really like rhythmic like very electronic it sounds like it's saying you love me or i love you or something like that mm-hmm. um but it's just like really like aphex twin style like drum and bassy kind of thing and then the next track is like something completely fucking different it's like <laughs> It's so it's so nuts, but it's like this is one of those cases where it's like it's so weird it works. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, for me, when like, I, was, I think the thing that got me the most to get through was like all, all the spiritual, like you know, you're having all these like hymnals almost. Yeah, like, yeah. The way they're chanted and like what the chorus is and like the doubling up on vocals and I was just like, this is so fucking weird. And then you're like, then you get this like fucking blast beat and it's like fucking. This fucking black metal, and you're like, the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, I don't know. I just it, it's very rare that like, I mean, I can listen to a metal record and I go, this is a metal record. I know what to expect, and sometimes I'm like, holy fuck, this is a good fucking metal record. But like, yeah. when something experimental comes out in that genre of metal because it's very hard to mix genres. Yeah, and it work well, especially in metal. I think it's probably the same for like jazz and stuff too. Is like it's really hard yeah. to kind of combine some of these things. But people, there are a few geniuses out there that can do it and make it sound great. And yeah. this, these guys, yeah, this shit, guy that... is fucking, he did it. It's a fucking ridiculously cool album. Everybody should know. Yeah, about it's I, yeah, I, it, it's 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 such a a weird like for fans of any type of music, but definitely fans of like more harder aggressive metal, whatever darker music or anything like that. Um, this like a full listen it's only like a like a 30 minute album anyway but it deserves like it deserves what it set out to do whatever the fuck that is (laughs) it deserves all the credit of i feel like like achieving whatever that (laughs) like this person is like an insane person and made like this fucking yeah insane beautiful fucking awesome album like it it has those like groovy moments and stuff and when it gets like super metal like there's never like for as noisy as it is like there's never a moment where i'm like oh this is too like fucking just cacophonous like i need to shut it off it it's creative and it's fucking like and i think the thing that's so great about it is that uh yeah that's what if the songs were too long 
it would yeah. be that way. Like it would drown yeah, you totally. and you wouldn't care about it. It'd be kind of pretentious, I think, at a point. Yeah. Um, but since they're so short and you move on to the next one, and the album's not very long and there's some filler shit, like just some instrumental stuff, but it all works so well together. It's just, yeah. I had a, had a friend who I knew wouldn't like it, but I needed her to hear it because she just likes music. I was like, I know you're not going to like this, but just listen to it. And she was like, very interesting. I don't like it, but I get why you told me to listen to it. And I was like, yes, yes. Because that's all I want. You don't have to like it. Just listen to it. Open your mind. That's exactly, I guess, what I was trying to just get at, too. Like, like, to put this, I just want to, I want to hear people, anybody, to hear what people have to say about this album, this artist, this style of music. Because you know it's going to turn a lot of people off. But the ones that stick and the ones that you you that can talk about it in this way or whatever, like that's what I want to like. That's what I would want to like see. Like I want to hear people talking about this because it's it's such a cool like little project, whatever it is. I'm I'm looking at the guy's thing now. He's he's a Swiss guy. He's like half black, half white. Of course he's and Swiss. yeah, black metal, blues, African stuff going on like. It's pretty like provocative too, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like prior to just like reading that or seeing a picture of the guy, like you don't, you can't really tell what color the, the guy's skin is by just like the sound of his voice in this record or whatever. So it's like the things that he's drawing from, and you know, like now looking back, like seeing like the black, like kind of like dressed up like slave kind of thing, and then the, like the paganistic kind of logo. It's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Like there's nothing like this. Um, in metal in probably any other kind of music right now and this this like you know when you 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 had messaged me zeal and ardor i was like i wasn't sure what to expect because there's bands like what's that one like of mice and men or something that's like a aren't they kind of like a metal-y kind of band or something yeah they suck though yeah there's like bands like that that are kind of like this weird like southern pop mumford and sons pop metal like Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's a weird subgenre of that shit for you know, for some reason. But this is like so far yeah. on the other side of that spectrum. Oh yeah, I mean they're not even the same wheelhouse, man. Like yeah, uh, man, this it's just such a strange record. It's, I just I want I want everyone fast. to listen to it. Deal and Ardor. It sounds like a bar. Like you'd go get like cocktails at or something. But it's just like you have no. It's like it's the audio equivalent of Get Out. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's just like it's just like it hits you and the track um sacrilegium three the very last track yeah that's probably one of the most beautiful pieces of music i've ever heard <laughs> it's like this weird kind of like vampirical like carnival fucking somber melancholy like uh, swan song out of the album, you know. After all this fucking crazy, the after all the 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 orchestration of all this craziness together, and it all fits so well together somehow. There's this like long, beautiful, drawn out like John Carpenter style fucking synth ballad to like send you off. It's so amazing. I listened to that track a few times at the end of it. I was just like, this is fucking needs being a movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, this guy doing a soundtrack would be insane. Yeah, totally. Some, somehow, him and fucking uh, Jordan Peele need need to get together and and make a fucking slasher flick or something. Whatever his next social horror film is. Yeah. He's doing the soundtrack. Yeah. Get Out was awesome, but we haven't even talked about that on the podcast, have you? Have we? Uh, I think we did. I don't think you were oh, really? there for it. Yeah, I probably was doing something. Else. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you were on a date or something. Yeah. Possibly. That's how I do. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have any recommendations for people or anything that you're looking forward to? Um, I don't know. Just probably have to drive in Mastodon, which we talked about. Um, oh God, man, I don't know. There's like, there's always something. There's always something I don't yeah. know about coming out i was going through my facebook real quick just to see if there's any i mean hopefully there's a tool album this year yeah that'd be great <laughs> um, i i think if that's like as soon as that's announced i think i would just be like all right cool that's like my one thing i really want because they're just that band man i always want to know what they're up to i need to know what the, i need to know what new tool stuff sounds like in 2017 you know yeah Totally. I can't wait. The, but the last rumor, or not even rumor, but the last um, update from the band was that Maynard has started to write lyrics for the album. So that means a lot of the music is done. Um, hopefully that is a good step in a direction to where we're good to hear the album soon. Um, but there was a lot of crazy rumors going around that, you know, the band kept stalling and getting delayed and this is that. And I hope a lot of that was just disinformation to get people off their back so they can work on it. Because it seems yeah. like if he's, you know, after all that, those kind of delays and stuff or the news of those delays for him to be writing lyrics, like pretty well known that he he doesn't start writing lyrics until the music is done. So that's fucking awesome. So I think we'll probably get a tool song sooner than we think. That's probably true. Uh, yeah. Other things, uh, Royal Thunder has a new record coming out. Oh, um, nice. They're a great band. Uh, um, this one sounds a little different. It's, it sounds more like if Fleetwood Mac made a uh, Southern yeah, yeah, you're metal right. record. It's, it's a so, little bit more on the Uncle Acid tip, a little bit more like on that sludgy kind of biker rock. But I do like the first metal. single. Um, yeah. Afghan Wigs has a new one coming out. I'm interested to see what it sounds like. I like the last one they released. Um yeah. They're like a 90s like rock band, but uh, yeah. on Sub Pop. So uh, if people like Sub Pop and like the stuff Sub Pop was doing like in the 90s, not currently, yeah. I'll probably get into that, um, which I like some of the stuff Sub Pop does now. But I feel like they, like, I don't, Sub Pop's weird because it's like I want to like everything they put out, but it's just like I can't. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> I wish they would do a little more rock stuff, more like. It's all like kind of that hipstery kind of like acoustic-y ballady, like, yeah. you know, you know the shit I'm talking about. I mean, I yeah. like that, like, uh, but, um. There's a time and a place for it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. This not um, being one of the God, times, nor sure. the places. Just kidding. I'm sure there's so much other shit coming out. Yeah. Too, just like... Today I, I got up and I looked at my, um, recommendations in Spotify and on just like just a cover of an album by a band called Soulburn, or a Dutch death metal band. Um, mm -hmm. Their newest album is called Earthless Pagan Spirit. This motherfucking album rips, man. It's so good. It's like it's some awesome like it's some classic like death metal sound with clean mm -hmm. production. No fucking um, you know no um, what's the word. Like no pretension, no. They just fucking yeah. got in there and they ripped out this, I, uh, this really great death metal album. And I just like it was like the first thing I popped on today, new, fresh, hitting it from hitting my ears. Usually, sometimes I give things like a track or two, and then I'm like, oh, I'll save it for later when I'm in the mood. But this album yeah. kind of got me right away, um, cool. especially in the early morning. Like I'm not usually wanting to listen to straight up death metal right when I get up. Like 
I feel like that's like like a guy who takes cold showers all the time. <laughs> you know, so like, you're a certain type Shout of person to, to do system. that. <laughs> yeah. But when I first started playing, I was like, I, I really like this. It could just be my tastes and like death metal and stuff and reminded me of a few things, but definitely worth the listen. Soulburn, Earthless Pagan Spirit. Um, and then uh, the Paul other Bear. day. Yeah, I was just going to say the other day, Paul Bear released a new single called I Saw the End. I only listened to it once. It sounded really awesome. It sounded both heavy and like melodic and sludgy and like, you know, their thing. They do their thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, um so Cult Reader Cult Leader released their last album came out in twenty fifteen, so very likely they're gonna release something this year. I hope so. Um, and they so uh are awesome. The lead singer posted that they like what they're doing, but he doesn't think the fans will dig it. So I think I think it's going to sound... You think he's going to do like some liturgy shit or something? I think it's going to be more like their slower shit where he's like kind of yeah. singing on it. Yeah. Um, I, I still think it's going to... That screen's just too good for him not to do. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a little more, you know, sing-songy for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be as screamy. There'll probably be like some killer fucking like metal-ass tracks on there. Yeah. I'll have to but... go back and listen to them again. But um, I definitely, yeah, um, yeah. There's just a couple of songs in there where it's like, I don't know. I, I'm just excited that like this because I think they're so good. They're so young still, but they still make like ridiculous amounts of. I don't know, man. After seeing them in that small club and just the way they sounded on like shitty, shitty yeah. PA, and I was like, God, you guys sound like it's a fucking record. Like I can't even like I'm super excited to even see what this sounds like even if it is different like do what you guys got to do like get it out of your system yeah but um it, it just for them to say something like that i'm like oh god i'm like even more intrigued and then um jacob bannon from converge um and some other guys including kurt baloo um uh there's a band coming out that they all work together on called where are your wounds which i'm not super into the name yeah but it's very did you ever listen to the super machiner album that they released like in the night like early 2000s uh-uh uh, it's like a weird kind of like concepty like digital like computers of ai's taking over kind of just like huh. weird music you dig it um but yeah. um okay. uh it kind of sounds like that but not as like electronic-y yeah but it's like very mellow and very like you know not screamy or if the screen if there is screaming it's very much like towards the back of the you know yeah. the track yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I'm it just sounds very weird very interesting so i'm excited for that record as well Awesome, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a, I think, out of the things that I know that are coming out that I like, that I'm always like, all right, when's that album dropping? I need it. Those are, those are like my top ones right yeah. now. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed this winter I was, I wasn't listening, well, I mean, I'm always listening to a bunch of metal, so it's hard to gauge, but I think, I feel like I was listening to a little bit less this winter for whatever reason, and I was just kind of branching out to other things. I was listening to a lot more hip hop this, this winter. Um, but um but now like something's back up in back in me again where i'm just like i'm I'm getting back into old other band older bands like nux vomica and mm, x genesis and like all these other bands i was i was into or thou you know what i mean like oh god so good. Oh, i fucking love that but yeah it's like um what was that yeah so i'm i'm hoping like i'm i'm, I'm look, trying to look up right now to see if like some of those bands are releasing something but i i hope they do yeah um, um, but yeah, I hope some of them. I hope some of those other bands that I'm kind of like in this in the mood for again, mm -hmm. release some new shit. 
Yeah, I, I, I just recently got uh, into like some slow core stuff, like uh, codeine and uh, low. Yeah. Um, but and then I've been listening to uh, Ch Childish Gambino's latest one. Oh yeah, I love. We should we and, should do uh, a listen start... for that one actually. Yeah, and then I also listened to the new Thundercat. Uh, it's called Drunk. Uh -huh. But that dude is fucking ridiculous on bass, man. Oh, God. Really? Nice. He's a fucking... Uh, and the album, I think before that one was called Apocalypse, or the one I know more, a little more, is Apocalypse. And I like Apocalypse a little more, but Drunk's pretty good. But to, you know, just so people don't know, I just listen to metal all the time. I do listen to other things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did take some... I did start listening to some weird, like, um, like just like kind of like, like I guess, avant-garde jazz. And there's like this... Oh, they're, they've got to be like some kind of like Swedish, like Scandinavian, like kind of metal kind of rock group. And they got together with this like trumpet or saxophonist who just basically he's known for just blowing into the instrument as hard as he can. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's so hard to listen to, but fucking interesting as fuck, man. Really? Because like the music behind it's really good. So when it comes, what is it in, it's just like, uh, I'll have to look it up and I'll send it to you. Um, okay. But I was like, kind of, I kind of like after, uh, one of our Superhouse podcasts, I went off on my rant about how much I don't like Whiplash, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. What other? I was like, what's like the like last like five or ten best jazz records to come out? Like, all right, let's see. Are there a bunch of white boys making jazz now? Yeah. Uh, and and I tried not like I tried to listen to some of that, but um, the more interesting stuff was from like the black community, like that's like yeah. progressing jazz forward, and I listen yeah. to a bunch of because so, I'm just like I'm such a like. I just like I, I love all the classic jazz stuff and like even as weird like in the weird stuff they did back then I don't think anyone's really doing it like that but there's some cool shit like that weird kind of rock <laughs> fucking yeah thing I'll find it again but um all right cool yeah we'll but, have to uh, yeah. bring it back up on another entry of heavy rotation yes Bye, um, <laughs> yeah yeah do you have anything else you want to add to the um, end? I think that was a no, nice I just, little discussion. Yeah. No, I did too. I think it was nice. I like to. Uh, uh, I just we'll like to talk about music, again. man. Yeah, we'll <laughs> be back soon with some new albums, some new insights on said albums, as well as keeping whoever's listening to this up to date with releases of cool fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, y'all. This is Stefan of Superhouse Podcast signing off. This is Maddie. Bye.